0: This episode of The Bag Drop, Untold Stories in Golf, is brought to you by New Club Golf Society, a humble community of golfers connected by our love for the game. Follow us on social media with the handle newclubgolf. Welcome back, I'm Matt Considine. In our last season of The Bag Drop, we uncovered the untold stories from the PGA Pro's superintendents, architects, and operators who make it possible for us to play the game we all love. To kick off our new season, we turn the mic to our members and ambassadors to show you how the community itself might be the best part of golf. Zarifa Flanner, welcome to this episode of The Bag Drop.
1: Thank you for having me. You
0: know, when I reached out asking you to come on the show, you, you hit me with you're actually thinking about starting your own podcast
1: yeah yes whoever said you can't teach old dogs new tricks Uh, (laughs) it's a new it's a new day we have to learn new marketing techniques and I thought why not jump into a podcast
0: and it's isn't it funny that this new medium is going back to radio
1: yeah am fm laughing with my mom, 75 years old, and there she was reminding me that they sat at the hearth and listened to the radio. What? Who does that? And here we are listening to podcasts.
0: (laughs) I'm not, yeah, I'm not, you know, gathering around everybody to listen to podcasts together just yet, but you know, (laughs) maybe the families will start doing that.
1: Yeah, probably not. (laughs) But still, (laughs) yeah, so this is my first experience with a podcast. So thank you for having me.
0: Well, we're, we're honored to have you. Um, you know, you and I talked, uh, quite a bit over the phone last year, trying to find a time to play golf, but I I had a sense that, you know, this was a person that I, I was going to have fun on the golf course with, and then we actually played and it just solidified, you know, you're our people. You're the type of person I, I really enjoy, um, playing golf with. And I'm curious for you. Do you think there's a better way to get to know somebody than play nine holes?
1: Oh, no. It's fantastic. Uh, You see when they're frustrated, you can laugh together. Um, You can keep your social distance. That's really important nowadays. Um, And, and, you know, for me personally, I am drawn to golf. I am obsessed with golf. That doesn't mean I'm good. It doesn't mean that I have, you know... More than maybe one shot per game that keeps me coming back. But the reason I love it, people are polite. There are rules. And you still have a great time.
0: It's true. And we, we had a great time the day yeah. that, that we teed it up at Hawthorne Woods Country Club. Uh, very memorable day for me. I don't know about you. What, what do you remember from that, that round? How good you
1: were. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: not why. That's not why. I was like there's
1: talent. There is talent out there. You can you know, not everyone has it, but you got to love the game. Doesn't matter. It's so much fun to watch other people um take great shots and still walk with you and enjoy your game.
0: Yeah, we obviously different um different handicaps, different set of tees, but, Mm -hmm. you know, we both kind of share that just appreciation for the game and being out there. Um, we were playing, I think we mixed up groups at the nine, if I remember, but, uh, the other gentleman who also loves the game of golf in our group was Dr. Joe Parent, who Mm -hmm. had, you know, given us both, he was giving us both playing lessons. And and I thought, what was cool to me? I, I remember quite a few things from this day, but you know, I, I don't remember what your handicap was at the time. Hopefully, it's lower than it was then. It uh, is. It, it is. I'm
1: happy I'm, to say it is.
0: Love it. Love it. Well, you were making, you know, huge strides that day, I thought. And, and Doc, the things that he was sharing with you, I was using for my own game. And yeah. I thought that was really eye-opening to me of, like, um, you know, you're never – you're never too good this game to keep improving and and just the smallest little tips can help ever anyone at any time
1: Sure, always going back to the basics never hurts Yeah, no, that was really fun. He, he was great because there was uh, there were obviously some big things that I needed to work on But there was one in particular that I had asked him to help me with and at the end of the round He said, you know, I really tried and I couldn't get through to you, and I was like, "Oh no, you got through to me. I'm not listening. I don't know what's going on. I'm so sorry." <laughs> what
0: What was it? What did you ask him to work on with
1: you? Oh, sand. Sand was difficult at the time. I haven't been playing that long, and so sand um, was. I, I had a hard time with that. But in the last year, I, I've. I can't say I've conquered it. No one's ever conquered any any shot in golf. But um, at least I have a better feel for it and a better understanding of uh, what to do when I land in the beach.
0: A very uh, th- That just brought back a very distinct memory. Because Doc, Doc is he's a good friend of mine now. And he has a very, many people might say, peculiar way of, of teaching things at times. Yeah. And I do remember uh, a very deep bunker where I couldn't I couldn't see you guys and I'm on the other side of the green and doc is giving you, you know, some words of of advice and wisdom. And I just I just kept seeing sand fly up like multiple times. And I thought, wow, she's really like that's a lot of sand. And that's like really hot. And then I walked a little bit closer and I saw that the two of you were picking up sand and throwing it. Yeah. Yeah. So what was the thought there?
1: (laughs) Well, yeah. So um he kept saying, "Well, it's as though it's as though you're throwing the sand out. So, you know, swing as though swing all the way through it as though you're going to throw the sand out. And so, just keep going right through so you get that sand out of there." Um, you know, so I didn't stop or I didn't get scared of hitting the sand or going too deep. He just said, just throw it out of there. So that's what we were doing. We were throwing sand. <laughs> I, <laughs> Don't tell your I mom. Thought... We're throwing sand on the playground. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I thought that was great because he's, he's gotten through to me in similar ways before. Um, I remember all of us having a, a putting breakthrough with, uh, I think it was two things. It was looking down the line. You know, kind of, he had us all kind of shifting our heads to really visualize that line and then holding our finish. And I remember uh, having a moment where we all sunk like 12 foot plus putts on the same green and it was almost like magic at times. Didn't it feel that way?
1: Very, very good. And, and he had said something about putting, which was, you know, create a triangle. Um, And, and I appreciated that because no one had ever said that to me and that did resonate.
0: That's right. Yeah. Well, uh, an isosceles triangle, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: something like that. I wasn't Mm -hmm. a geometry whiz, but uh, yeah, that was, that was really fun day. Well, and and I just knew that, you know, out there that you were kind of one of those kindred spirits who, who who loves the game of golf. So I'm curious where, where did that all start for you? When did you get the golf bug?
1: Yeah, late. That's why I say you can teach, you can teach old dogs, new tricks. I um never played golf until I hit my 40s. And I own a company. I'm a lawyer, a patent lawyer, and I have an intellectual property law firm. And anybody who owns a company knows it can be stressful. And so there was a time where I kept thinking, "Oh my gosh, what am I going to do with all this anxiety?" You know, this is really ridiculous and and I'm an athlete. I loved all sports. And I thought, "Well, let me just pick up golf because I'm usually pretty good at sports, and uh, let me try that. And it was love at first swing. I could not stop. I love it. It's my anti-anxiety pill is to play golf. And if I can't play, I want to hit balls. And a lot of people say that golf is a very, very social sport, and it most likely is for people who have played all their lives. But for me, it can be social, of course. I love playing with new club. I I love playing with people that I know, but I also love playing my own game. And I love playing by myself because I can get into the groove and, and it's quiet and it's beautiful. And it's as though nature was manicured for human eyes. It's so beautiful. So I'm obsessed. Yes. And I play as much as I can. And wherever I fly in the world, I take my clubs, hoping that I can get on a course somewhere.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I love it.
0: I used to think I played for, you know, the anticipation of a good round or the excitement of being out on the golf course, making a birdie or whatever it is. I I now think I play for the feeling I get after the round. Yeah. You you know, where what you're saying with the relaxation, uh, I'm a different I feel like I'm a different person when I get done playing golf.
1: Yeah. It's so relaxing. And if I say that to other people, they maybe don't understand. They're like, it's so frustrating. And, you know, I didn't have a good round and I didn't hit the ball well, or I didn't have a good hole. And I'm like, really? Well, I'm not a pro. (laughs) No one's paying me to do this. I'm paying to do this. And I absolutely love it. It's money well spent. I love my clubs. They don't always love me. I love to play. Feels good. I'm happy afterwards. You're so content, relaxed. Yeah.
0: yeah. Is, is there elements of, you know, you're a very successful professional, you you own your own business and, um, being a, being an attorney in IP law, I'm sure there's a little bit of that competitive spirit, right? Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> do, is, is the challenge of golf? Do you think that, uh, enhances that relaxation or does it kind of is there? Do you do you sense? Does it break you? Does golf break you away from that competitive person, or does it kind
1: of fuel it? Ah, oh, it's a hard hard question to answer because it actually just makes me focus, like really hone in on what I want to do. So if I know that I have a hundred and twenty yards, it just my focus is entirely on, here I am, and I need a natural relaxed swing. So it doesn't make me uh, competitive and stressed. It just makes me focus. And I guess it. the question is, where do you set your bar? I mean, my bar is obviously low. I started playing only, you know, a few years ago, I can count them on one hand. But the um I've done very well in those, you know, handful of years. And so, every time I go out, it's not disappointing. I don't feel that drive to do better. I just am so happy to get out there that I've noticed that my swing is becoming more natural and more set every time I go onto the golf course. And that in and of itself is a win. So, I I mean, I can't say that it is a negative, because yes, I'm very competitive. And even in sports, I'm competitive. But I've done well, so I feel good about it. I'm winning. <laughs> it's anti-stress, and it's fun, and it's beautiful, and it's healthy, and it's golf. We love golf.
0: Your comment about the swing becoming a bit more fluid as your focus, you know, gets you get more focused out there. That that reminds me of a, a Dr. Joe saying, which is, you know, in the golf swing, we do all these thi- all this thinking right? 120 yards from the pin. The wind is coming out of the right. It's uphill. There's a bunker left. I don't want to hit there. We do all this thinking to evaluate what we want to do. And then you step in to your shot and you have to transition from that thinking mind to the playing mind or the, I think he calls it the body mind, which is really just letting yourself be freed up, focus on the moment and, and your body knows what to do. It will if if you can turn off that thinking mind now and just pick your spot and let it happen it it will and you just can't get in the way and i i think that's really cool that you know that focus i know what you're saying with that focus as a kid who always struggled with his own focus golf was one of the few places that i could always zone in at least right. for a few seconds right <laughs> it and didn't not only
1: that if you think about it, you know, right when you start playing or even at the beginning of the summer, you get up to hit a shot and you're thinking of five different things, right? And as you said, like, here's how far I am, you know, here's the wind, um, this is the club I picked, whatever. Mm-hmm. And you're thinking about all those things, but the more you play, whether it's in one season or over the years, a lot of those things become more natural in your swing and you don't need to think about them anymore. And so what was at one time five things you were thinking about and trying to avoid thinking about became maybe one or two. And so... It just becomes more natural over time. And I can see that happening, but it doesn't mean I don't take lessons because I don't want to, you know, start going down the wrong road and that sets in. I want to continue being aware of my body and my swing and uh, gravity and just, you know, playing a better game.
0: Yeah. The awareness of all that is important. And when it gets, when it gets really good, the brain goes to zero thoughts.
1: Right. Uh, well, yeah,
0: <laughs> that's the goal. That's the goal. But every once in a while, we got to, you know, go see our, our swing instructor and throw a couple more thoughts in there.
1: Right, exactly. And, you know, this is exactly why, though, uh, golf is definitely um, healthy for me to play. And hopefully other people will also find this mindset because it is so, such a beautiful game for everybody, whatever age, it's a beautiful game. And it, you can't think about other things when you are getting up to hit the ball. You have, um or I have a very good focus on what I'm doing. I enjoy nature, I enjoy the people around me. I enjoy being on the course. I love walking the course if we can. And so it's just very, very relaxing in the end to play a round of golf. So why wouldn't you want to? Of course you do. It's fantastic.
0: You know, some of my closest friends don't play golf at all and they want to, you know, they're getting to an age where they could use an activity, an outdoor activity to go, you know, get some exercise and and have some fun. Um, But they always say, it's such a hard game to get into. You know, you said you didn't pick it up till your forties. What advice would you have for people who are trying to crack into the game?
1: Well, I do know that I am competitive, and so I didn't want to fr- get frustrated right from the beginning. Um, you know, if you're essentially usually pretty good at sports, you don't want to just get out there and make a mess of it because it will be frustrating. Um, so I found the right instructor for my learning style. And um, so I have a pro who who I went to quite a bit for the first two summers every week um, to get some lessons and I would recommend lessons 100%. And once you get past like the very, very basics and you get onto the course, then, you know, maybe have some playing lessons, uh, before you actually go out on your own and then, you know, start mixing it up a bit. But I think in order not to get frustrated, have some lessons, take some lessons, spend some money on yourself, spend some time on yourself and be patient and have some lessons.
0: Yeah. Yeah, out of the gate, the fundamentals just seem like that's got to be the way to go.
1: Mm-hmm, I think so. And not everybody is athletic, and so they're not going to get that feel right away. They're not going to really understand the trajectory of the you know club when it hits the ball and the follow-through. And so I think it's really important for somebody else to watch your swing and be able to comment on how it looks – and maybe some ways to change it into becoming more natural.
0: Once you finally did get to the golf course, um, you know I, I know a lot of our our female members talk about the the boys' club and golf just is predominantly a male game, particularly at the country club level. Did you did you feel it hard to kind of? Being a female picking up the game, did you find it hard to to be a part of it? Did it feel um, like it wasn't that inviting, or did you did you never even think of it? Was it always kind of just like this is what I'm I'm going to do, and and I enjoy it, and
1: I don't I don't mind. Um, it is definitely something I was going to do anyway, but I I think it actually is a a, a boys' club. It is, and it I, and you can feel that when you walk. Up to the T. You can feel it as a woman. Um, and that does not that's not to say that any of your, um, you know, people playing with you are offensive or purposefully making you feel like that. It's just you, as a woman, you can feel that. But it didn't stop me. I have played uh, with women. I have played um, events with only women. And I'm part of New Club, which is mixed. And either way, I don't mind. As long as I can hold my own and have one good shot per hole, I feel great. I don't mind, you know. And the guys are actually really happy. Once you start playing with them, they're really happy to see, you know, another woman picking up the sport and enjoying it. And you can see also that they are happy to mix it up a little bit it makes for a different foursome to have a woman on board. So I, actually, I think that it's a win-win for everybody.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, we, we feel, I I can't relate to obviously what it feels like to be a, a female picking up the game of golf, but I do see it. And it's something that we, we're we so fortunate to have members like you that kind of set the tone and lead the way. And the more people figure out, and I, and I think it, it's across both sexes, but the more people figure out, That playing with anyone who's maybe not your typical foursome, if they do love the game of golf, they're going to share a lot of core values with you. They might look very different. They might act very different. But they're going to share a lot of the core values. And and then within the foursome, it's always more interesting. I mean our group was – you know, four very different personalities from four different states, from different walks of life. And we just had great conversation all day because it was different than your typical foursome. And, and I, I yeah. see it, I see a lot of people figure it out. A lot of people that play with you figure that out.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, well, you know, the, on the flip side, I have to say that I am not drawn to a foursome of only women. A lot of women want to play with only women and they want to go to clubs where that are only women. And um, I'm actually not drawn to that. I like the mix. I I like to have conversations that span every walk of life. I think think that it shouldn't matter. And when I get up there to play, I don't even mind playing from the men's tees. I can't play from the other tees all the way back. But I can play from the men's tees now. I have a pretty good drive, and I don't mind it at all. And sometimes I can even get a little sassy and be like, oh, I don't know. Whose ball is that? Oh my! I think it's mine. It's all the way up there. (laughs) I'll wait for you. You know, (laughs) it's just kind of fun,
0: and you know that.
1: And you know that guys can take it. The guys that we have that I played rounds with, they can take it. It's a lot of fun.
0: Oh, I I was grinning ear to ear when you were talking a little little trash. That that is welcomed in my arena. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, it's uh, the 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 thing that I'm I'm really uh, big on. And, and with anybody new and you know, pace of play, everyone talks about pace of play, right? Mm-hmm. And I think there was this. I grew up, I grew up as a caddy with a stereotype that, oh, you can't caddy for the women because they take too long. And and that is so false that it, it still lives today. And all these all male clubs started for that fact. That's what they hide behind. And I and I I can't stand it. And and you and I talked a little bit about that on the golf course, if you remember. You're one of the fastest players I've ever seen, and you know some holes you you, you have no reservation. Like you said, hey, I, I'm I'm taking a, quite a few bunker shots here. I'm just going to come up and p- roll one with you guys, and you pick the ball up and you join us because you already had that one great shot that hole, or you're looking forward to the next one. And I think if people, when I talk to people about that, because pace of play is important, you got to make sure the whole golf course moves together. As long as they understand what you do, which is, Hey, I'm out here to hit shots and have some fun and keep things moving with this group. That is all that matters. And, and you're going to have a great day. So I, I always kind of think back to that as, you know, that that's the secret that people um, don't, don't get is you just have to talk about pace of play in real, in real terms, of, yeah. you know, just, just keep swinging.
1: Keep, well, keep if you think about, about the culture of golf, uh, you know, all through the ages, it's, it's definitely, it, it's a very polite sport. It's, and it's impolite to hold people up. It's impolite to keep them waiting. It's impolite to be in people's way. So I'm not a pro <laughs> by any means. So I definitely don't mind, if necessary, picking up the ball and, and moving along and joining my you know, group because I've had, as you said, I might have had a great shot in the last hole, or I'm about to have a great shot. So you just, you know, move along. The hand wedge works well sometimes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love it. Uh, for your professional life, so you, you very accomplished, um, you know, being the uh, managing and founding partner of Flanner IP and business law, uh, I, I have to imagine that in that arena, golf is also popular with uh you know colleagues and clients and everything does golf play i I know you have this very personal connection with golf that that we both share um of that relaxation of getting away from work but Mm -hmm. does does golf play a role in your professional life
1: it does actually um so i'm a patent attorney and uh i have so much education is coming out my ears only because everyone made me stop so i had to work after that they said enough so um I actually being a patent attorney, I'm other around other patent attorneys and in order to even be a patent attorney you have to be an engineer or a scientist first and then a lawyer. And therefore most patent attorneys are men. And most companies who need intellectual property at least on the patent side um are run by men or the CTO is a man. The CFO is a man, the CEO is a man um, and or the head of the intellectual property department is a man. And so, sure, yeah, I definitely can invite them out onto the golf course or they can invite me and we have a great day. But I have found that the best type of marketing is to just go and do what you love and the work will come. If you can spend four hours with a group of people and laugh and have a great time, no matter what your skill level, um, who knows, somebody might know someone along the way and they'll remember you and say, hey, you know what, I do know this patent attorney and I'm gonna connect you because I know she can help you, you'll like her. You know, something like that and that seems to be the best way to bring in work and I love this game and I've found that I do get work through golf, but that's not why I play golf.
0: I'm a big fan of that answer. Uh, I struggled for years in business development, um, you know, working national accounts and having to really be forced to go play golf with clients. And, and I always found it very disingenuous because I needed this, this thing from them. I needed the contract. I needed the deal. And yeah. we talked business on the golf course. And for me, golf being so personal, it just it felt like an invasion. You know, It was my thing. And, and now I had to use it for this other thing. But what you just said, I've never really heard someone say it that way. Is it, it does help, and and it will produce business. But you don't have to necessarily talk about it while right. on the golf course. You, you're being in each other's company. You're getting to know that person. It, it can come later. And I, I guess I guess I just never felt you know comfortable allowing myself to just play golf.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and that's what I think people forget. We're actually there. We're spending hours of our time, and time is valuable, playing a sport. Why wouldn't we love to do that first? And then whatever comes as a consequence is a perk. You know, it's just another plus. But first and foremost, it's about going out there and and enjoying yourself and playing a great round of golf.
0: You touched on your education. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Extensive education, if I if I can
1: ridiculous, yeah. Uh,
0: I did some digging, and I found that you put in quite a bit of research on uh, virus transmission and pathology. Yeah. So, a very simple question for you today: How do we stop the coronavirus?
1: Um, I don't know that we can stop it, but uh, as they're trying to build this vaccine, and you know, everyone goes out and gets an influenza vaccine every year. Um, they can most likely target it in a way, the vaccine will target it in a way that we can build enough immunity to react so that we don't uh, end up in the hospital or worse every year. Um, And so that's the goal, is to be able to give our bodies a chance to recognize it better and better so that we can uh, have an immune response that will be shortened And remove the virus from our bodies every time it's encountered because they do change and we can't, I suspect this virus is here for good. And so the, the only way to kind of battle it right now is to stay away from each other and don't catch it. And in the future, if you do catch it, to be able to fight it, and the only way to fight it is to have some kind of immunity, which is either a vaccine or if they're going to give us antibodies all the time, (laughs) that will give us some kind of immunity. But it's only so that we can elicit a response that will allow us to survive. Because the best viruses keep their host alive. And they just keep coming every year, like influenza.
0: People talk about the vaccine taking you know a year, and you hear these these deadlines. Is it, it from what you you just shared? Is it actually uh, uh, to think that the first vaccine it's an iteration, right? Just like the flu shot is an iteration yeah. every single year. So mm-hmm. will that vaccine get better
1: every year? Um, it uh, probably more accurate every year because then we'll see how the virus changes over time. And the vaccine will also be changed over time. And so hopefully it will be more accurate every year.
0: Thanks for sharing that. I'm going to start calling you with more <laughs> of my COVID questions when I'm freaking out.
1: All right. That's fine. But you could also call me with IP questions. You can call me with trademarks, branding, patents. That stuff's fun too, you know. I got I a couple be, of those. Too. I can be nerdy across the board. It's, it's <laughs> fine. That's why you like golf. <laughs> it's true. It's true. That's I, why we had such a good round together.
0: <laughs> I know. I, I tell everybody that likes golf, they think they're cool. Anybody that's golf, you're you're a nerd. It's okay. You know, yeah. there's nothing wrong with it. I embraced it not that yeah. long ago, but uh, yeah, let it go. <laughs> uh, in that education lineup, you were also a student at the University of Kentucky. Were you a yes. hoops fan?
1: Oh uh, yeah, way back. You had when. to be right. Eons ago. Yes.
0: Yeah, of who course, who is was? Kentucky. Uh, <laughs> it's like it's like religion there, right?
1: Yeah, um, Patino was the yeah. coach. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And your favorite Wildcat? Who was your your favorite? I didn't
1: have any favorites actually. the whole team was great at the time. They're just there
0: one was, core unit, right? Yeah,
1: it was a yeah. <laughs> it was a little disappointing the Christian Leitner times, but Kentucky.
0: Uh, right now, are you playing any golf during, uh, through quarantine and all this? We're, we're twosomes in Illinois currently, and you get. getting
1: out I, there. I have um, a tee time next week. It's supposed to be 70 degrees and sunny on Wednesday, and I am going to be up at Glencoe. I will be playing there for sure. And I was very fortunate in March, early March, I was in Orlando, and I played there, and the best round I've ever played. So I left it at that, and I thought, well, if I walk away from this game forever because we're stuck inside, I think I have fond memories of that last round. <laughs> and, um, but, but fortunately, that's not the case, and I'm playing next week, of course. Yeah, and we'll great. definitely yeah. have to figure out a time that we can play together as well. And you can see the new and improved swing for Zarifa.
0: <laughs> I'm pumped, I can't wait. Yeah, yeah we, we will for sure. The, um, the courses are in the best shape that they've ever been in probably the last five years sure because, because nobody was playing on them
1: right exactly <laughs> and,
0: then, and then we've also had a pretty good spring compared to the last two at least
1: yeah yeah i'm in looking forward to journey. it it's going to be great i'm going to line them up all the way along every week twosomes i don't care who anyone who wants to join me is welcome it'll be a lot of fun i'm definitely looking forward to it it's been like three months
0: Oh, I know. The, the bug has never been stronger, I think, because it's on top of, you know, great weather and starting to see the golf courses, you know, show up. Uh, you've been stuck inside and there's yeah. no better way
1: to get out than that. And it's not just that, you know, when I, I get over there and I look at my clubs and I keep thinking, oh, gosh, I can't wait until next week. It's going to be so much fun. You know, And you just look at those clubs and you're like, yeah, all right, here we go. Uh, and you got, you got kids at home, right? I do. I have teenagers. Yeah. 17 and 14. Oh boy. Yeah. Getting away
0: from them for four hours is probably okay. Right.
1: Oh yeah. It's totally fine. In fact, I told both of them, I, I in fact made them learn to play golf and they started two years ago. I made them learn. I told my daughter who's 14, if you want to see mommy, then you better learn to play golf because you'll find me on the golf course. And she was like, oh, my gosh, what is wrong with you? And so <laughs> so I gave, got her some lessons with my pro, and he said she has a better swing than I do. And you would oh. think that that would upset me, but I am so happy to hear that. It's fantastic.
0: <laughs> Proud mama bear. That's yeah. awesome. Hey, I, I think you can, get, you can get actual good quality time together on the golf course
1: absolutely or you can laugh a lot because the other one's a lefty and he looks ridiculous trying to play i don't understand that swing at all but somehow he (laughs) manages to get down (laughs) down to the hole
0: well that's how phil miggelson learned to swing is he he was actually right-handed he was just following his dad kind of looking looking in the mirror so maybe he's just watching you and doing (laughs) the same i don't know (laughs) the um so, as they're growing up and you're getting into golf was it is it challenging for we got so many new parents in in the golf society who are trying to figure out what their new norm is with raise raising children and still being a golfer what What have you found as a successful recipe you know running a business um raising kids and still still wanting to play some golf how How have you been able to fit it in?
1: Oh, yeah, no, there's never a question, never a question um the kids know that too. Golf is for me. I need that. I need the time. I need the space. And I need to relax. And so they know that there is no question if there's a competition between them and golf, golf is going to win. So they know that I'm going to carve out that time. And they just have to wait and work around it. I love it. It's just the way it is. I mean, it goes hand in hand with being successful for me. If I'm right. going to do well at work, I need my time to play golf.
0: And I'll tell you, especially for your younger one, if, if they, they will want to spend time with you and I, and uh, talking from you know my family's experience, I wanted to be out with, with my parents and they were on the golf course. And so I was chasing them around with my little mm-hmm. plastic club until I could carry a real one. And, uh, it doesn't take as much selling as you think. I think at first the kids will object, but eventually I think they start to say, you know, mom does seem like she's having fun. She, She's pretty relaxed.
1: Well, the best thing was that the 17-year-old didn't want to play, you know, no, no, I'm too busy. I don't want to play this. And um, suddenly his friends were wanting to go out and play too. And so, oh, yeah, I definitely want to have more lessons, you know. I definitely want to learn to play now because he felt embarrassed when he went out with his friends because he couldn't play very well. Um, But actually, my family is full of uh, world-class athletes. They're famous cricketers, and they have built a golf course called the Arabian Sea Club um, in Karachi, Pakistan. It's like right there on the water in the Arabian Sea. And so um, that and cricket are... uh, embedded in our cells of our body and so it's never been an issue for me to go out and play a sport and especially golf and cricket takes days sometimes so golf is like a short version of a sport
0: yeah (laughs) yeah if you think golf takes too long watch a watch a cricket match exactly where is your family from again i i uh i remember this vaguely from our Right.
1: Um So uh, they're from Pakistan. Half of them are Pakistani, and the other half are British, and they play cricket. Um, you would people who know cricket would know my uncle is Imran Khan, the famous cricketer and the president of Pakistan. He's the prime minister.
0: That's right. Wow.
1: So we cool. have uh, sports all the way up the line. Every generation has a world class athlete. So that's why I say. Uh, I'm okay. Not to be really good at golf. <laughs> I'm not a professional, but I'm just happy I can hold my own. I'm <laughs> I'm happy to be out there doing my thing.
0: Was uh, was your uncle more popular as a cricketer or as a prime minister?
1: Definitely as a cricketer. Definitely. He was like a at-
0: hero of the country, right?
1: Not just the country, uh, the world. And um, he used to date the daughter of the gentleman who owned the London Times. And so they published a lot about them. And at one point, they said that he was the playboy of the world. And I was like, oh, no, this is, that's not, I don't know that that's a plus. <laughs> Makes but, yeah. family
0: dinner a little more awkward.
1: <laughs> yes, exactly.
0: Hmm. Well, uh, the, the golf course that your family owns, I, uh tell tell us about
1: it. Um the Arabian Sea Club. So my my dad's brother Javed Berkey he um built it. He was also a cricketer. He was the captain of the Oxford Cambridge cricket team back in his day. And um the love of and he was the captain of the Pakistan team at some point and the love of uh golf came after playing a lot of cricket it's a very similar swing and so and and he actually had the same attitude that i have or i should say i have the same attitude he does about golf because when i was so stressed about the company and my dad was talking to my uncle he said um zarifa's you know i don't know she's been playing a lot of golf and then my uncle said good for her she is so bright And he just understood that, you know, when you, um, have a lot of stress, then there's nothing better than to get out there and play around the golf. And so he, uh, built the Arabian sea club. I think he probably built it now. It's 20 years ago. And, um, it's right on the Arabian sea in Karachi. It is like a first world golf club in a third world country. And it's really cool and it was fun to watch it being built. It was fun to watch the the grass grow and and everything be aerated and it, it's pretty cool. You should have a look. You're welcome to come anytime if anybody wants to to go there, feel free to get a hold of me and I will uh, pave the way.
0: I we're looking for, you know, we like the untold stuff, the places that you know, we're going to Scotland for our next international trip which was has been postponed thanks to all this COVID, but yeah. Uh, beyond beyond that, we want to go to some some places that you know most folks haven't dreamt about. Well, this could be a good uh, sign. This could be a good
1: one. Well, you, we might you might think about that, and I'd be happy to help you set it up. So, if we arrive in Karachi, you can go to the Arabian Sea Club, and then you fly north to Lahore to one of the oldest golf clubs there. And when you go, it's the Jimkana. And you have to be a member, of course. And um, there are peacocks walking around. There are monkeys. and It's not long. It's not a long course, but it's a really old, fun course to be on.
0: Love it. Well, now my wife's going to want to come because peacocks are like her second Absolutely. favorite thing behind behind giraffes. So. Absolutely. And golf. Golf's like a distant tenth for her. But we're getting it. Zarifa, we're getting it up. It's, it's, it's climbing. I can tell.
1: Oh, I'm sure. You know what? Get her. We'll play together and um, she'll realize that there are so many people who are so ridiculous but love it anyway. She'll she'll fit right in and be so happy. We'll get her there.
0: That's right. That's right. Well, uh, zurifa thanks for coming on the show. This has really been fun to get to know you a little bit better. Um, uh,
1: thanks. Thanks for having me.
0: This is I'm, great. I'm pumped. I'm pumped to play some more golf.
1: Yeah, me too.